G'day, Simo and Ed again. Hey there. With the Cart Track Growth Show. We're back. What are we going to talk about today, Ed? Well, today um, we're going to look at two numbers you, you can build any business from. And this really applies well to go-kart tracks. So um, the world of finance, accounting, there's thick books on this. Uh, but if you're a business owner, there's only really two numbers that you really need to get your head around to go and get into the control of the business in the day-to-day. -day. So we're going to have a look at those. One of those is ACV. Average customer value. I know you knew this. And the other one is LTV. Lifetime customer value. That's it. Cool. So uh, these are the only two numbers that you really need to get your head around as a business owner. Let the accountants worry about everything else at year end. But once you get your head around this, you can build your whole business off it. Sounds good. It does. I see you're just going to reach in for a, for a tea you got there. Yes, yes. I've got a nice um, peppermint tea. Cool. And what about you? Me too. Ah. Chin chin. Cheers. <laughs> so, let's dive in. <laughs> Average customer value. I tell you, there's, I, I work with a lot of businesses and the really weird thing about <coughs> average customer value is whenever you speak to a business owner and ask them for their average customer value, the first thing is, is nobody ever knows this figure. Yeah. It's ever so common. Hmm. And then um, the next response that you get, and you're probably having this while you're sitting watching your video, uh, this video right now, but... Um, if, you, if you're not aware of that figure, the next thing you start to think about is, oh, average customer value won't work for my business. Mm -hmm. It's really complex. Yeah, because I've got these guys who, who make these really big sales, yeah. like, you, you know, corporate booking, you know. They'll come and they'll buy £10,000 worth of business, and then I've got this guy who just buys one race. That's right. 35. So, you know, how do you get an average for that? I get that question all the time. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Well, this should be a very simple number, and in fact it is. It's only because uh, we as humans are always try to overcomplicate everything. So the really simple way that you calculate your average customer value, and this will give you your answer, mm. by the way, revenue divided mm. by the number of customers you had through your door that week, month, year. And I think um, annually is a pretty good um, value to, to judge it on. The only times that you'd maybe alter that is if you have got a very seasonal business, you might just do it in a, a quarterly or mm. maybe even monthly if it's a very short business cycle. But yeah, we just overcomplicate things as humans. I don't know why we do that. Business, people think it's complicated, but you, you, know, you can break it down to some simple components that make it a lot easier to get. Well, I think, well, that's where the true mastery of your business comes from. Mm. Once your business is, you understand, once you understand your business in simple terms and have things that you can go and mm. uh, implement and use that will give you the results you're looking for out of your business mm. and do that effectively and efficiently, that's where you've got mastery over it all. Yeah. Then the final outcome, just as a little hint, is where you then don't have to spend any time in your business, but a uh, few people get there. Uh, but that should be the goal, like yeah. my personal belief is that should be your, bol uh, your goal for every business owner. But let's park that for yeah. the other day. Yeah. I, I mean, average customer value is such a powerful number. You can use it to work out how you're going to hit your target. Yep. So if you've got a target of £1,000 and you've got an average customer value of £100, it's pretty simple. You need 10 customers through the door. Yeah, so, you, so you're looking for that exact figure. Yeah. You're looking for the num number of customers to go and make your business sing or fly to a level that you're looking at. Mm. But you can only do that once you understand average customer value. Yeah. 
and and then once you understand it too, you, you know you can you can look at ways of of increasing it. Well, that's right. There's um, like a really big step is to go and have a look at uh, increasing average customer value. So once you've got that number, mm. once you've worked out how many customers you need through that your door mm. to make this month, this quarter, this year successful, mm. then uh, the first thing you need to do is address that from a marketing angle, how to get enough people to the door. The next thing, or in conjunction with, you can do it in parallel, is how do I get people that come through the door to spend a bit more with me? Yeah. So there's a few ways to do stuff like that. So, um, pricing strategy. Often overlooked strategy in business, would you believe? No, I can imagine. I can <laughs> imagine, and, and, and I think... I think it's quite neglected in the go-kart industry because, I, I mean, a lot of tracks haven't changed their prices for years. Yeah, well, there's two things going on here. So one is pricing. So if you haven't changed your prices for um, 12 months or more, then the first thing I would say is put them up. That will scare the living daylights out of every business owner because the people that worry most about putting their prices up is the business owner. It's not the customer, the customers, I don't know, I can't remember what I paid for karting last time I went karting. I don't even really know what it costs to go go-karting. So once I've made that decision to come along, just tell me how much it costs, I'll pay the money and I'll sit in the cart and I'll go and have a bit of fun. So the first thing there is, if you haven't put your prices up for a while, put them up. The second thing is your pricing strategy. So too many times I speak to go-kart track owners and I go, what, what does it cost to come and have a go on a go-kart? And they'll say, oh, it's 10 laps for or whatever, or mm. 15 minutes for, mm. right? And, and that's just what they throw at you. It might be a bit of a disservice to them because they've normally got other bits and pieces that they, people can get involved in. But you need to let your customers make a choice, ideally around three pricing structures, but get that strategy right. And what you're looking for is um, the ultimate package. You're looking for the, the lowest, and like anybody can get in at this level. Mm. And then you want this middle package and if you'll know you've got the right pricing strategy because everybody's piling into that middle yeah. package, yeah. or uh, most of them are. And that's where your, um, your profit should be coming from. Now, if you get your pricing strategy right, and we might have to do the video on this, mm. how to get your pricing strategy right, that will enable more people to tip into that middle, highly profitable area. And that is your sweet spot, which, which ironically is another bit about average customer value. Mm. Understand where your profit is coming from. And very few people look at their actual profit margin. And I don't just mean in terms of racing, I'm talking in terms of the drinks you sell, the food you sell, the, the, the option to go and buy, like hire out the gloves, buy a helmet, do, uh, like understand where your profit is being generated. Yeah. The big cost is getting that person down to the, down to the track and into the cart for the first time. If you can tell, sell them a second session or a helmet, gloves, balaclava, soft drink, yeah. you, you know, all of a sudden you start to see the average customer value just keep on increasing. Yeah, yeah. It can be very powerful. I mean, if you start increasing your average customer value by 5% mm -hmm. in, in terms of carting, that's probably not a lot of money. I, I would have thought, you know, the average customer value for a cart track is oh, somewhere between 30 and 60 quid. Mm-hmm. So an extra 5% doesn't take a lot of effort. Yeah. It's, it's maybe, you know, a soft drink, a balaclava. Well, that's it. Well, the interesting thing is, well, not all price rises are, are, are equal. 
So what I mean by that is the if I put the price of the racing up by five percent or ten percent, because I think that if you've not put your prices up for a year or even two years, there'll be people sitting there and put their prices up for three or four years. A ten percent increase, right, goes straight mm. onto your bottom line profit. Because nothing all your cost base has already been met. So mm. that is purely just that's pure profit. Yeah. If I get you to um, buy a drink from me, like and that is a branded drink, then I've got more money, but my returns are lower. Whereas yeah. if it's uh, a tea, which doesn't cost a lot no. to produce, I've now got lots of profit in there. So, so not all price increases are equal in that respect as well. Rather than go for cans of drink, which you pay a premium for, yeah, you go for the 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 syrup machine. Yeah, yeah. Because you know you're talking pence. That's it. So it's all profit. And quite often, if you've got a bar or something, a lot of the drink suppliers will let you have a syrup, even colder mm. version. So understand, that again comes back to like understanding where that, that profit's really being generated. The other thing that you can do as well, another takeaway to go and get um, average customer value up is your packaging. In your case, that might be uh, the premises that you've got. So does the premises look inviting? There's, there's two or three uh, drinking establishments local to where I live. Now, uh, if I'm taking Debs out with me, like there's a couple of pubs I drink in, she went drinking. Yeah. Um, they serve pretty much the same drinks, but it costs an extra two or three pounds. It's that old joke, what does ambience cost? Mm. About 35 pounds a head. <laughs> <laughs> Debs will always be, let's go for a bit of ambience. Yeah. I'm like, they're serving the same drink down here, and I've got a load of mates down here. Yes, your friends are there. And, uh, <laughs> that's another reason I'm not going. <laughs> that's right. There you go. So, but get in the right environment yeah. where people are happy to spend a bit more money. We'll, mm. we'll actually just get them to open up their, their wallets. Well, well, Disney's really good at this, isn't it? They were, you know, leaders in this sort of leisure market where they looked at keeping the customer at the venue for longer. Yeah keeping their average spend continuing. Yeah, there was, there's, there's a couple of things they do really well. One of the, is the amount of time that they spend in the park, uh, they worked out that the last sort of hour, a couple of hours, they can keep more people there. They get, it just pays almost for the whole day's staffing costs or something crazy like that. The other thing they're very good at doing is points of sale attractions or, yeah. or offers. So if you can get your points of sale promotion correct, and get that to really um, sort of tug on the emotions mm. and the heartstrings correctly, that that's like a really easy sale. Devs is a really good example here, actually. If we go down to one of the posher drinking establishments in the local area, and they've got some lovely olives set out, mm. and they all look inviting with bits mm. of lemon on them and everything, she won't care that we're going to have to spend about four pounds on a little pot of olives that I could have got from the supermarket <laughs> for, for probably a quid. So that point of sale and understanding that actually they're probably making more money on, the, on that little pot of olives. Mm. Than they are on the pot. Yeah, and, and thinking of what that means in terms of go-kart tracks and getting the right offer at the right point in mm. time, that just works wonders. The other thing I like is small and large. Small and large. Yeah. You, you, the you, comedy you know. duo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, we went out for, for, for dinner for my birthday. Yeah. Um, and they took me to a posh restaurant. Okay. It was um, one of Heston Blumenthal's. Ah, very nice. Um, yes, quite nice. Okay. And, you know, it was a celebration. So, you know, I went there with my mate and his wife and, and Laura, my wife. 
And they came over and offered us drinks. Of course, because it's celebration champagne. Yeah. I was shocked when the bartender turned around and said, well, can that be a large or a small? <laughs> oh, well, it's a celebration. We'll take a large. <laughs> yeah. Bloody hell, the price. <laughs> you know, and, and it's a pure profit. Yeah, you, know? you see, what they've tapped into there, which is I love from a marketing mm. point of view, is they've given you convenience... And because it's just convenient, because mm. it was there, mm. and it's your birthday, um, and also um, the other thing that's worked well there is they're not taking the money off you at that point. So this this is quite a complex. What you've what you've stumbled on there is very complex, but very very clever from Heston Blumenthal's uh, restaurants. So they've worked out you're not about to pay for that right now. In fact, you're not going to know the price until you get to the end of the meal. Now, um, in go kart track terms, that just means ease of payment. Mm. So do you accept all types of payments? You know, Amex, so you used to have an Amex company card, but numbers of times people are going, oh, I don't take Amex. I know. And I'm like, well, great. Um, I'm going to go and shop over here where they do. I'll see you later. So the first thing is convenience. Have we got all the payment methods? In this case, there wasn't one. And it's also just, it, it's here right now, and it's your birthday, so you're already in party mode. And now, from a go-kart track point of view, it's a similar environment. They've arrived, they're excited, they may not have been before, it may have been a long time since they've been, they can't remember the track, they can't remember, uh, all they can remember is the smell of the gloves. <laughs> <laughs> but at their most excited point, they're ready to start having that immersive experience, they're ready to start buying with you. So there's, I think we've covered quite a few ways yeah. there. Yeah. Well, these are some great ways to go and uh, increase average customer value. So um, understand, so let's just recap really quickly. Understand what your average customer value is. Keep it really simple. And it is a really simple calculation. Calculate that back to numbers of customers that you want to go and have a successful year. Right? Your marketing will take care of that. If you're struggling with that, reach out to us. We'll sort it out for you. But that will take care of that. Next thing then, how do you increase average customer value? And that will just have uh, like a almost tidal rising the boat effect on the whole of your business mm. in a very short space of time. That simple number, average customer value, makes it very easy to know what you've got to do. Now, how many customers you've got to get in to break even? Now, how many customers you've got to get in to make your targets? And then you can start doing things. Well, I want to take this much money out of my business every year. So we just work it backwards. Yeah, and that's like, well, this is why it's such a powerful number. So many, and I, oh, it's just one of my mantras, so many business owners just don't have control of their business. The business controls them. Mm. So when you talk to them about, you know, what do you want to go and take out of your business this year, they look at you like you're crazy. Yeah. They're like, no, 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 I, I do all this stuff. We throw the doors open, we wait, the customers come, mm. and then at the end of that week, month, year, when the accountant sits down for a dividend <laughs> conversation, I then get to find out how much money I make. Yeah. And I'm like, this is crazy. Mm. You get to decide as a business owner what you want to take out of your business. Nobody else. <laughs> I'm going to get quite passionate now. I'm just going to just calm it down because I'm a bit, mm. I'll be banging the table in a second. But well, it's taken you three years to get me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> what, bang a table? No, no, no. You're a fiery Aussie. What are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, yes, it's been a journey, hasn't it, my yes. friends? Uh, a long and arduous one. <laughs> <laughs> There's been ups and downs. <laughs> we overcame the language barrier.
Yeah, that took a while. <laughs> we spent quite a bit of time talking about average customer value. Do you know, so, it, it flew by, but I had a yeah. suspicion it was <laughs> quite a long conversation. I think, uh, I didn't realise we talked for quite that long, but as you can tell, it's one of just two mm. really key numbers. It also forms a foundation for the cart track profit system that we've developed. Um, so it's perhaps little surprise that uh, it took that long. Well, you can tell we're a bit passionate about this as a number. So perhaps we're going to park. Well, let's park this one here, right? And then we'll maybe get into LTV in the next video. All right. See you soon, guys. See you in a bit.